Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 302 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for all you do for us and all you are. Help us hear the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what Jesus is teaching in Mark chapter 7. The Pharisees and scribes were after Jesus again. There were man-made rituals such as ceremonial hand-washing that Jesus' disciples didn't participate in, and the Pharisees wanted to know why. Jesus told them he was concerned with matters of the heart and not specific cleansing practices of the body. He told them their hearts were not right toward God, and he quotes Isaiah. You will recognize the verses he quotes. In verses 21 and 22, Jesus lists all the evil desires and sins related to the heart. Jesus said that all these evil desires make people unclean and unholy. If you are working through the Bible, you desire God to consecrate and make you holy. He will help us through our struggles and sins. It is why Jesus came for us and why he bled for us. Last, Jesus healed some people. He was constantly healing people, which shows his loving and merciful heart. He is here for us just as he was alive in person 2,000 years ago. We can go to him with our health concerns and other concerns, and he will listen. Let's see what's happening in James chapter 3. This is a power-packed chapter. He writes about teachers of the word and how they are held to a higher standard. He spends most of the chapter talking about the power of our words and how it isn't easy to tame the tongue. Verse 6 says, And the tongue is a fire. The tongue is a world of wickedness set among our members, contaminating and depraving the whole body and setting on fire the wheel of birth, the cycle of man's nature being itself ignited by hell. This makes more sense when paired with verse 9, which says, With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who are made in God's likeness. This hits home for me, and I hope it does for you too. Let us be mindful of our words and how we talk about others. Let us strive to see the good in everyone, the God in everyone. The Lord doesn't make mistakes ever. It is done in us and all those he creates. James also uncovers truths about jealousy. Where there is jealousy, there is unrest and contention within us. Let us do everything we do unto the Lord and allow him to put us in the position or positions he has determined us to have. His purpose is above our own. He is in charge of everything and uses us for his glory. Let's see what Jeremiah is prophesying in chapter 47. Jeremiah addresses God's wrath pouring over the Philistines. Again, the Lord uses Babylon as his weapon against the people he was against. Again, we see there are so many Babylonians that they appear to be like an overflowing stream. Jeremiah uses similar language when he prophesied against the Egyptians. There were so many Babylonians there that it would be like the Nile was overflowing. God indeed used Babylon to do the work he wanted done and bring judgment against all the nations in the region. The Philistines will be completely taken down and we read about the mourning and lack of courage that will also overtake them. Even Jeremiah asks when the sword of the Lord will be quiet. Our God is almighty, and he will bring everything to pass according to his word. We can be sure he is working mightily in our lives as well. In chapter 48, Jeremiah addresses the falling of Moab. If you remember, Moab came to be when Lot's daughters tried to carry on their bloodline and get themselves pregnant through their father. God sent his wrath upon them because they were proud, worldly, and served other gods. They set themselves against God, 
So God set himself against them. Their land and people would be devastated. God's promise at the end is that he will restore them. God's judgment is for a time, and then he brings restoration. He is the God of restoration. We are blessed to live in new covenant times when we are forgiven because of the blood of Jesus. May we be humble to the Lord and continually surrender to him so his will is done in our lives. He made a way for us to live in his perfect will. May our hearts always be his. Let's see what we can learn in Psalm 121. This is another Psalm of Ascension. The Israelites sang these songs as they ascended the temple steps in Jerusalem. Almost every verse in my Bible is underlined. May we keep our eyes on the Lord, lift our eyes toward heaven instead of keeping our eyes focused on problems. Verse 2 promises that our help comes from God. Verse 3 promises that God will not allow our feet to slip. Verse 5 says, The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. Decide not carrying a shield. The Lord expects us to fight and defend ourselves, and he comes along our other side to keep us safe. Verse 7 promises that God will keep our life. Verse 8 promises the Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. There are so many promises in this psalm. Take a few minutes and write the promises you need to stand on today on note cards. Keep them with you and memorize them for the day you need them. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for reminding us that you are the God of might, power, and all authority. Thank you for being our keeper and shield. May we cling to you and the promises in your word. Keep our eyes on you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.